Let me tell you about American financing. Um, please, 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 please refinance your home and lock in lower rates right now. Uh, I think it was Citibank that came out, Bank of America City. One of them uh, said that they're expecting now seven rate hikes from the Fed. And if they don't hike the rates, we are looking now at hyperinflation. So it's all good news. It's all good news. Please get out of those high interest credit cards. Lock your low interest loans in right now. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. You could save up to two months of mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Plus, you save a ton of money over the life of the loan. Do it now. Welcome to the program. I want to talk to you about what is coming uh, and just talk to you one-on-one about what we should do. And we go there in 60 seconds. If you're somebody who suffers from aches and pains, especially if you suffer from the frequent and severe pain, today could be the day that you begin to change your life and get your life back. I've been talking to you for years now about Relief Factor because it honestly, it changed my life. Uh, I've watched so many other people that have tried it and it has changed their life. Relief Factor, it was created by doctors as four key ingredients, so it attacks inflation, which is the major source of most of our pain. Um, it, in, it attacks it in four different directions, like ibuprofen 800 only is coming from one direction. It doesn't work for me, but Relief Factor does. Three-week quick start, developed for you, $19.95. Dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. That says a lot. ReliefFactor.com or 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. All right. uh, I have to tell you, I um, I am struggling just like you are on... What do you do? What do you do? And I want to save the country, and I'm, I'm involved as much as I can be, um, and we all have different roles to play, but I, my job is to warn you and um, to help you prepare, but also to remind you what it feels like 
when we're home. Um, that has been my, my guiding principles to warn you and to remind you what it felt like when things were right. So I am, I'm going to warn you today, uh, on the economy that, uh, again, I'm always wrong on timing, but I feel like I felt in 2011 when we moved to Dallas, except I think there are more signs uh of it now i moved to dallas um because i said uh at the time the cable news outlets are going to crater they're just going to crater they're going to blow themselves up because it's just there's something wrong here with all of them and i said and then when that happens i don't want to be living in new york because it's going to suck down the entire city um so we left and it seemed a little crazy at the time and especially after you know seven or eight years where everything seemed to be okay i'm like okay well maybe i was wrong about all of this i wasn't wrong as we now know look at new york look at the cable news companies so we are here and lately, I've been telling you about different ways that, you know, you invest in things and do not take my word on investing. I am the worst investor you could possibly imagine. OK, my timing is all screwed up. So please do not follow my advice on investing. Consider it, but then reconsider it. Um I have been looking at what is going to be a value. Gold is going to be a value. Okay, but in 1933, they bought all the gold back. Okay. Um, they made 1% on gold, and gold is going to skyrocket soon, I think. I think we are headed. Can you, Stu, would you just look at the price of gold today? I think we are. Uh, I mean, they're doing everything they can uh, to suppress the price of gold. It should be at 3000 easy today, but it is going to go to 3000 between three and 5000. The world is insane, especially with all of the all of the uh, air brakes that they have put on getting people into gold. Um, it is going to go up and then they're going to invite you to turn it in. And they'll invite you to turn it in for a new digital currency. And they'll give you 1% increase on your gold. That's what they did in 1933 when they took the gold and silver certificates away and said, we have a new greenback. Turn in your gold or go to jail on a $10,000 fine. Okay. What's gold at today? About $1,900. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty big spike for gold. Um, all right. So... Uh, do I have gold? Well, I lost most of it in a lake, a fishing accident with my guns. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Same, oh, that same fishing accident. You same, should not, you, every time you go fishing, something like this happens. I know, I know. Well, I do have my collection. I do have an antique gold collection. Right. You wouldn't that, take those out on a boat when you're fishing. No. And I have, I have, I have those, uh, but that's a different, that's a collection. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you wouldn't just melt those down. No, you couldn't. You know, these They're are antique. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so... You have that. You have Bitcoin. 
I am so torn on Bitcoin because I believe Bitcoin is the answer uh, for everything we're going through. Just get out of this currency and get the power back to you so the government can't control everything. But the government wants to control everything. So what are they going to do with Bitcoin? Eventually, they are going to say it's a Fed coin. So turn your Bitcoin in and we'll give you 1%. Okay? And, and it'll be on the new Fed digital coin. That's how they'll do that. It's not going to cost them anything. <laughs> Get, they're getting rid of their competition. And it's all ones and zeros anyway. So what's the big deal? Uh, the, so those two assets. Then you look at land. Land is always something good, except under this regime, we are looking now at a regime that is going to manage the mud puddles. And I am not kidding you. Uh, If you go to Colorado right now in California, you have to collect the rain. Okay, nobody knows what to do with it, but there's a law. You have to collect the rain. So every bit of rain that comes off your roof goes into a barrel. Okay. I've talked to so many Californians that are like, I have it. I don't hook it up. I don't know what to do with it. What do I, how do I, what? The exact opposite in Colorado. The Colorado state legislature has said the rain belongs to the state. So you cannot collect it. Well, that really hurts farmers. That, I mean, that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. The state owns the rain no, God pretty much owns the rain, and he rains on the good people and the bad people equally. Land, if their goal is to um, have you own nothing, there's two ways to do it. Impoverish everyone through hyperinflation um, and crashes of the markets. Get people to buy land and houses and everything at the very top of the market, and then as all bubbles do, when it pops, people need the government handouts. If they can't get you out that way, they will tax you out. We are going to look at sheriffs of Nottingham all over the country. It will not be our sheriffs, however. It will be our federal government that is doing it. So today, I look at everything and I say to you, I'm in a different place. Um, There's been a fundamental shift in me over the last few weeks, and I'm willing to talk about it now, uh, and you make your own decisions. Uh, I don't believe in an awful lot of stuff. I do believe in the inherent evil of man, and I believe in the goodness of man. When times get tough, usually the evil side comes up out of a lot of people. When times get tough in America, a lot of times the goodness comes out and it's overwhelming. We're entering a time where both of those will exist. I would like to con- I would like you to consider that the only two things of value food sustenance shelter food shelter we're back down at what's that 
is it Maslow's uh, pyramid of uh, hierarchy of needs? Yeah. We're we're down at the baseline. Where? What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean I can't buy that app? Those days are going to be gone soon. You're just going to be looking at food and shelter, okay, and security. So f- find ways to make sure that you and everyone you love are sheltered and the only thing of value is going to be food and um and you know products that you need every day i would suggest before anybody starts accusing anyone of hoarding i would suggest that everything you buy in food today is going to have a massive increase because what it's going to cost you a year from now is not what you're paying for it today. So anytime you can invest in food for your family, the better. Anytime you can invest in food for others, even better. Um, if my job is to remind you what it feels like at home, what did that feel like? I mean, it might have been really bad for some people. So don't don't you don't imagine this. Just imagine what you're what the I don't even know what the typical family is. Just what we know. Think about it. This going home to heaven, going home to God. What is that? You will feel safe. And surrounded by love. So do everything you can to keep your family safe, well-fed. Make sure that you have control of the things that you need every day. And get yourself surrounded by people who are like-minded. Do not be the odd man out. Because we're going to split into two kinds of people. Those kinds of people that will round people up and put them in camps because they don't wear a mask or because they don't believe, I don't know, that Donald Trump was, you know, a great president. There will be evil on both sides and they'll just want they will not consider the Constitution. If times have changed, we all love the Constitution, but or the Constitution is nothing but a dusty dar- uh, document. And Marxism is right. Whatever. Those people are going to congregate. So will good people. The people who respect the Constitution, respect others, respect God, and are humble. Find that community and do not waste time. Back in a minute. If you got one of those uh, smart refrigerators, let me ask you something. Is your refrigerator watching you? Is it listening to you? Is your refrigerator, because this happens to me, is your refrigerator judging you? Yeah. Every time I open, I go to the refrigerator, it's like, hey, fatso, what are you going to pull out of me this time? Anyway, um, all devices now, we are headed towards the uh, the world, an internet of things where our refrigerators, dishwashers, everything's talking about us uh, and about what we're doing. Now, think about how that ramps up. <laughs> you should see this. Um, 
this podcast I did uh, yesterday. It's available now on the Blaze, and it'll be available on Saturday. Did you know your phone, and you have to you have to go through a lot of steps on Apple to have this work. But do you know, remember we used to talk about the vacuums, the Roomba, and they'll go around and they will, they'll map your house and then they send it back to, you know, Roomba headquarters, wherever that is. And I thought, boy, that's, you know, that's not good. Somebody has a map of my house. They could hack in and get a map of my house. Yeah, forget about that. Do you realize that your phone, and I don't remember the exact numbers, it was quoted by the guest, your phone sends out like 400 radar signals a minute. And it, not, it doesn't just map a one-dimensional, it maps everything. So it knows where in the room you are, where your keys are. They're on the table, dummy. It can map everything in great detail. I talked to him in the podcast. So how do we secure ourselves with this? What does that mean? It's a different world. And if you want to take just some basic steps to protect yourself on cyber criminals, et cetera, et cetera, I would suggest that you take the basic step of getting identity theft from LifeLock. They can't guard against everything, as you can imagine, um, but they're the best in the business. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off now at lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to introduce you to the uh, newest addition to my staff, um, Michaela, you've been here for how long? Three months. Three months. And uh, just real quick, uh, you kind of were a liberal, kind of? No, I was an actor. You were an actor. Okay. All right. She was an actor. Um, So all of my best friends were liberal. And still are. Okay, good. Good for you. Uh, And uh, I found you out in the wilderness because you were doing a podcast. Yes, and a blog. And a blog. And you wrote about storytelling. And I saw that and I was like, ooh, this person gets storytelling. And so I wrote to you. You didn't believe it was me for a while. No, I made you call me. Yeah. And uh, so I've hired her uh, because her values are just so straight up. She's a millennial. She 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 sees things differently uh, far as generationally um, and unbeknownst to me she's been trying to take all of my advice on telling you when i tell you you should do this she's been trying to do it uh and she's done it for a couple of reasons one you believe in that i believe you yeah okay and the second is i want to see if it can be done without (laughs) my head actually exploding So you're saying like all the little pieces of you need to call I, your congressman on X, Y, and Z. This yes. stuff, yeah, and you do a lot of that. A yeah, lot. I know. Yeah. Well, because I know everybody's not going to do all of well, right. But one. I'm paid yeah. to be here, so yeah. I have the time. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm paid to be here too. I never listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, you've tried to do all of them, and you've come up with some roadblocks on a few of them that are harder than it seems. 
Yes, there's social roadblocks, financial roadblocks, knowledge roadblocks, specifically in relationship to banking. So I'm the last of the millennials. I'm 25. So the last of the Mohicans. (laughs) And I am just starting to accrue wealth at all. And all I'm hearing from you and other people that I trust and the conservative movement who are older than me is divest. And I'm like, divest? I'm not even invested. There's nothing to divest in. (laughs) And so the first thing I wanted to do was switch to a local bank. Mm -hmm. That's been hard. There's more steps to that than you would think, practically. So anyone who's beating their head against a wall saying, I believe Glenn Beck, but I can't get my money out of Wells Fargo. Am I stupid? I don't know. Maybe we're all stupid. But I I had to go online first and do find your local bank. There were two different websites I used. I used um, banklocal.info. And even there, not all of those banks are local. Mm -hmm. When you find out, you go there and they're like, I'm a local bank. No, they're lying. They're connected to JP Morgan. They're connected to Wells Fargo. You have to call them. This is the social barrier. You have to call them and say, hi, are you connected to any bigger banks? Also, do you have any connection to ESG scores? At that point, you'll get connected to somebody else because the person you're talking to doesn't know what ESG scores are. You'll get connected to higher and higher ups. And finally, you'll find out yay or nay about ESG scores. You have to be very vigilant and very, very kind. Otherwise, they'll give you an answer that's like, ah, probably not. <laughs> and you'll yeah. find out on their website, they yeah, actually probably. are connected. So banking local. And the most important step that I have learned is not only do I have to want to do this, but I have a husband and he has to want to do it. So I sit here every day. I'm 25 years old and I hear Glenn Beck, like everyone listening, say, we're heading for catastrophe. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I go home to my husband. I'm like, we're heading for catastrophe. But then I also hear him say, don't act out of panic or fear. It's hard for me to take that advice sometimes, Glenn, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing my best. I know it's hard for me. And I go to my husband who's not listening to you every single day. And I say, oh my gosh, we got to take our money out of the banks and we have to invest differently and we have to put canned food in all of our closets. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) You need to slow down. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people. That are in that situation. The biggest thing for me is trying to bring people along in a way that's not so scary. In a way that's like, look, these are the things that we agree on. We both want to have a family. We both want to have a home. We both want to be relatively successful. And we have to find ways to negotiate those things together. Because if my husband and I don't agree on this, this will not. This will not work. More in just a second. Great advice. The Glenn Beck Program. So, you know, things, you know, I just, I mean, we all want family. We all want our house. We all want children. And, you know, there's this thing that maybe you might want to check out. Um, not crazy urgent, urgently, but like, you know, by the end of the day, maybe. Um, the Tuttle Twins books. Our kids are being indoctrinated. Um, yesterday we had James Lindsay on, and if you really listen to that or read his book, you know, you know what the goals are and it is to make your children into little Marxists. Um, you need to fight this. And this is the only way they're going to get it is through you. Tuttle twins. They have books for teens and they are on an extended Valentine's day sale that ends today. Uh, they are really great for teens. If you don't have teens, Uh, Maybe you have grandchildren or younger children. 
please. Steep discount on their children's series as well. $50 for all 12 books and activity workbooks. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Get this deal before it ends. It ends tonight. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. But don't panic. I mean, just relax. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have a loaded program for you today. A lot of good information. Uh, Michaela, hopefully we can have you back later on in the program because something has just come up. Um, But we will definitely have you back on Monday because you have done not just banking, but also investments, calling our legislators. That's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, been fun. Okay, good. So (laughs) we'll talk to you hopefully later on in the program. And then she's working on a project to help you pretty much give you the do's and don't list uh, and the uh, the things that she's learned along the way. And possibly um, I'd like to work with you on ways to talk to your spouse that don't freak them out, because I I'm in the same situation as as you guys. I mean, I'm in the same situation. My family trusts me, um, but they kind of wait for me to lead, um, which is not always fun um but the the other thing is is you know try living with me you're like i sometimes i have to turn you off think about being in my house okay uh it's why i paint all the time because otherwise i think about this all the time and i drag everybody down into a really bad place uh so i'm with you and we need ways to communicate with those who who don't necessarily listen and and get it thank you so much michaela we'll talk to you again um let me let me give you something uh, that just came out from uh canada from the house of commons and the speaker of the house police operation house will not sit on friday february 18th that's today as per the parliamentary protective services pps most recent email notification a police operation is expected to take place on Wellington Street and other locations in the downtown core of Ottawa. Given these exceptional circumstances and following discussion with all recognized party leadership, the sitting today of Parliament has been cancelled. We wish to remind everyone that safety is paramount. The situation is ever-changing. The continued presence of vehicles and demonstrators associated with the convoy alongside police operations will impact the downtown core. If you are not in the House of Commons uh, precinct, stay away from the downtown core until further notice. The police will arrive, uh, will advise when it is safe to return downtown. Uh, should you already be in the precinct, remain in your building and await further instructions from police. Holy cow, what is happening in Canada? From Rebel News, Ezra Levant. Hello, Ezra. Hi, Glenn. Um, the Parliament was debating the Emergencies Act. That's this martial law. They were literally debating it, and then police said, yeah, for your safety, you guys had better stop debating it. Now, of course, the truckers have been in Ottawa for three weeks now, but apparently today is the only day that's so dangerous that Parliament has to shut down, Glenn. It's 
it's a real shame it worked out that way. But but it, know, but hang on just can, a second, Ezra. It 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 is. Um, it does him no good to have Parliament seated on Monday, and this says. Uh, that there is, uh, let's see, expected a police operation is expected to take place on Wellington Street. I assume that's right there in front of Parliament uh, and other locations. So they're saying that something is going to happen this weekend, aren't they? Or and today? Again, uh, yeah. And it, well, it started last night. They started going out and uh, decapitating, so to speak, the leadership of the convoy. Uh, they arrested uh, Tamara Lynch who was the woman who originally got the GoFundMe going. She's a young Métis woman from Western Canada. Um, They arrested several others. They seized bank accounts. I mean, they've been doing that for uh, several days now. So they, uh, I should tell you that there are still truckers in Ottawa, but it's smaller than it has been. They've opened up um, pretty much every single road has at least one lane open uh, reminder, in three weeks, there has not been a single act of violence or property damage done. Oh, hang on, hang on. Protesters. Hang on. I think I would like to go. I'd like to go further than that. In the week before the protesters, there were 31 violent crimes in Ottawa. Um, this last week, there was one violent crime. That is, uh, it's actually reducing crime. Yeah, and, and because people are out on the street and they're shoveling snow and they're feeding the homeless and, you know, they're having hot tub parties. But um, Trudeau needs to justify his state of emergency. By the way, Glenn, <clears throat> the Emergencies Act is such extreme legislation. It was not even invoked after 9-11. It was not even invoked seven years ago when an ISIS terrorist broke into Parliament in a hail of gunfire. <clears throat> so Trudeau has looked at three weeks of peaceful protest. Yeah, were, the, were there parking offenses? Sure, yeah, lots of parking tickets. You betcha. Uh, was there some loud honk, horn honking? You bet there was, until a judge ordered them to stop, and they stopped. There was a bridge between Windsor and Detroit that was shut down for a couple of days. Local cops got the, the truckers to move. No violence, no resistance. So you know, a couple of minor traffic police matters, no violence at all. But Trudeau, never one to waste a crisis, authoritarian by nature, publicly praising people like Castro and Xi Jinping, thought this was his moment. And so he invoked the Emergencies Act. But it doesn't make sense from a public order point of view, because, you know, it's just regular cops that could move these trucks if they were breaking the law. Um, he's really using it to suspend civil liberties, suspend parliament. And I think the most terrifying part, Glenn, is that he is ordering Canada's banks to hand over to him whatever private information he wants about his political opponents and when he directs them to, to seize their banking funds. And they've already seized millions of dollars. I want to say one thing because I know most of your listeners are American. As you may know, Glenn, uh, there's free trade between Canada and the United States. And uh, that free trade is the strongest when it comes to financial services. We have our Toronto Stock Exchange. You have the mighty New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ and things like that. There is a tremendous amount of back and forth between our two countries. It's seamless. And we both trust each other. 
and we've trusted each other for decades, even centuries. But now all of a sudden, if you look at the emergency order, and I encourage you to do so, this edict that Trudeau has ordered banks to give up information on anyone who has supported a trucker and to freeze bank accounts at his command of anyone who supported the truckers, that applies to foreign banks operating in Canada. There are dozens of U.S. banks operating in Canada. And by the way, there are Canadian banks operating in America. So this emergency order specifically has the word foreign in it three times. So if you're a customer of Wells Fargo, if you're a customer of Citibank, let's say you're down there in Dallas, Texas, and you donated $100 to the truckers, but you're with any bank that has a branch in Canada, you are specifically covered by this emergency order. So what's, what's the head of Citibank or Wells Fargo supposed to do? Because the little banana republic tin pot tyrant, Justin Trudeau says, hand over the data and freeze the account. But that's against U.S. banking law, U.S. privacy law, and the First Amendment. So what are you going to do? And by the way, it applies to U.S. insurance companies that insure anyone in Canada as well. And there are dozens and dozens of U.S. insurance companies. Quick example. Let's say you're an American trucker who goes back and forth between Canada and U.S. There's hundreds of such men. And let's say you honk your horn or you donated 100 bucks to the truckers. But you're a U.S. driver who has a U.S. insurance policy with a U.S. insurance company. You're all American. You just happen to come into Canada on your route. Well, this emergency order requires your insurer to cancel your insurance policy based on your politics. It is a legal order. And Trudeau says, hey, guys, don't worry about it. I will protect you from civil lawsuits. I will grant you immunity to attack my enemies for me. Well, that might work in Canada. But like I say, you're a U.S. trucker, U.S. insurer, U.S. everything. Are you really going to rip up your contract with an American citizen for expressing his First Amendment rights? If you don't, Trudeau's going to sanction you in Canada. But if you do, you're breaking American law. Trudeau has removed Canada from the family of nations of liberal democracies that can be trusted. He is causing a run on the banks. Uh, two days ago, all three, the three biggest banks in Canada... And I tried because I, I have an account with one and I tried to log on. All three of them, their websites were down at the same time. How is that possible? Is that a hack or is that millions of Canadians saying, yikes, this is like Venezuela now. I think I'm going to take my money out of the bank and put it in gold or just stuff it under my mattress because I can't trust Trudeau using the banks as his errand boy. So it's bad enough for a Canadian, but I got to tell you, Ben. If you're an American, you are covered by his emergency orders unless America stands up to it. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I see Joe Biden really disagreeing with uh, Trudeau. Hold on just a second, because I, I, I want to get your feeling on how this is going to end, because it can't end peacefully because Trudeau would lose Uh how, how do you see this ending for Trudeau and for Canada and America, the world, the Western world? Um, back with um, Ezra Levant from Rebel News. Uh, you can go to rebelnews.com and, uh, and follow 
all of this. They're Canadian. Uh, they're kind of like the sister to the blaze uh, up in Canada, and uh, they're doing incredible coverage on this now. Back in just a second. My pillow, you can sleep on an old set of sheets. You feel like, I, I mean, I guess you could experience, uh, you know, what you, uh, you know, what you've always experienced. Or you can get really great sheets at a fraction of what I think really great sheets, what I know really great sheets cost. These have a thousand fifteen uh, eighty uh, thread count, but that's only half of it. We have slaves in another part of the world that are still making threads and we're going to incorporate them as you sleep in it. What? How much? Right now for 39.99. That's the lowest price effort uh, ever. 60% off the ultra soft, breathable, extremely durable Giza dream sheets made with Giza cotton. I don't know what the thread count is. I just know they're really soft. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio specials to check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets with my promo code. You'll also get a, a copy of Mike Lindell's free book with your purchase. It is a promo code BECK, 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. We are so grateful that you have uh, tuned in today. We have Ezra Levant, the founder of Rebel, Rebel News. He's the host of the Ezra Levant show. Um, you can follow him at rebelnews.com. But also, what is the um, uh, follow the truckers or something like that dot com? What is that, Ezra? Yeah, we have a compilation page called Convoy Reports. Convoy. Convoy Reports dot yeah, com. Mm hmm. Um, We've had reporters in, in nine different cities. Ottawa is the hotspot today, but there have been other cities across Canada. It really is like a general strike, Glenn, a peaceful general strike against the lockdowns. Ezra, um, how does this end? I mean, I don't know what to believe as an American. Uh, I don't believe, I mean, your press is paid for by the government, uh, not you, but the CBC and everything else. So I don't believe them. Um, uh, but I don't know what to believe. What do people in Canada think about this? What, what's going to happen? Well, there's two baffling narratives right now. We have the state-run media. We have a state broadcaster called the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's larger than all private media combined. Hmm. And then 99% of the private media take an annual bailout from Trudeau. So he owns the CBC. He rents the private media, wow. and it shows. But uh, Rebel News and maybe five, on, five other little companies, and I mean many, uh, don't take the cash, so we try and tell the other side of the story. And we've had tens of millions of views of our videos in the last couple of weeks as people are thirsty for the non-government narrative. Because what has happened here is that... Um, 100,000 truckers have participated in these convoys over the past three weeks. Now, there's only hundreds left in Ottawa. Right. But at its peak, there were 100,000 snaking their way across Canada. And a million people went out to see them on the overpasses and the side of the highway. So you got a million people who saw with their own eyes the truth of it. 
And now you've got, so you've got that. I've got about 90, I've got about 90 seconds. So go ahead. Here's how it's going to end. There's nothing to end. There is no violence to put down. Uh, The whole thing is a kind of hoax, a pretext for Trudeau to have a sort of internal coup to seize power, to do extra, extra judicial arrests and seizures of bank accounts of his enemies. There's nothing to end because it was all just peaceful horn honking. Um, the, the, the convoy has already won in that it showed mass resistance to the lockdown. And so but does Trudeau use that? Does Parliament power Parliament come back and does he pay a price in the end? I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, he's being propped up by the socialist. Trudeau is uh, he's an authoritarian and he's moving Canada towards his father figure. Fidel Castro. He really is following that example. He's always praised Fidel Castro. And I think he's trying to make it Cuba of the North, just without the warm beaches. Holy cow. Well, that's what everybody wants. Uh, Cuba without the beaches and the uh, and the wonderful temperatures. That's that's the world's been clamoring for that. Uh, Ezra, thank you so much. Stay safe. Let us know how we can help you. Um, that Thank is you, the founder of Rebel News, uh, Ezra Levant. This is a this is a really brave organization and brave people. You can check them out at rebelnews.com or you can go to convoyupdates.com and uh, get the latest updates from Rebel News. Pray for them and uh, pray for all of our countries. Pray for freedom. It could be a dicey weekend up in Canada. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. It is Friday. We're going to get the latest and the greatest. What were the big stories of the week? I'm guessing the Durham report and the trucker convoy are at least in the top five, if not the top two. With Bill O'Reilly, we go there in 60 seconds. When you're living with a lot of pain in your life, um, you, you please it it is easy to feel like it's just normal and i'm never going to get out of it but please take relief factor now i've had pain for a long time it's been in the lower regions it's not exactly my lower back it's more and i found out that it was bill o'reilly and no matter how much relief factor i take i can't get that pain out of that nether region it's weird 
But for all other aches and pains, it has done wonders for me. Try the three-week quick start. Developed for you only $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. He is holding, so he hears this, right? Yeah, okay, good. Hundreds of... Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. I didn't mean that. Uh, 70% of seventy percent of the people who try it go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Bill O'Reilly. What a nice, pleasant surprise. I'm not going to even ask how you are, because I know the same. Well, no, I'm worse today because you just mentioned uh, your lower regions. Yeah. And just that image. Okay. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can function today. All right, Bill, you know? what are the, yeah. what's the biggest story of the week, the most important story of the week? The media ignoring or trying to denigrate the Durham uh, revelation about spying on Trump. So it's not the revelation itself. That's not the biggest story because we don't know what he has. But we, and, I mean, I've watched the mainstream media when they have covered this. I mean, the New York Times was amazing what they admitted to. Um, but uh, when they did cover it at all, they said, They've got nothing. There's, there's yeah, nothing that's new what I'm here. Talking about. You they th- try to denigrate, diminish the story, and and this is a the best example of how the media has become unbelievably corrupt in America. So if you go back to the Watergate years, and and that's what put me on the journalistic path. I went to Boston University to get a master's in broadcast journalism because of the Watergate story. I said, wow, look at that. Uh, The press, you know, bringing down all of this corruption and telling the American people what was happening. I'd like to do this. And that's exactly true. So now we have something very similar to Watergate. In fact, on the uh, No Spin News on BillOReilly.com this week, we had the attorney for Deep Throat. Mark uh, Felt was Deep Throat, the guy who gave all the information to Washington Post, brought Nixon mm. down. Okay? We had his attorney on. And the attorney said, hey, this is almost exactly the same. Because the uh, Watergate plumbers are trying to bug Correct. the Democratic National Headquarters, and now this operation... Uh, that had a contract with the federal government to maintain some kind of nebulous uh, software, Um, they were, in effect, bugging the Trump Tower and then later on the White House because they were in there on a legitimate contract but using their access illegitimately. Correct. Does Stu understand? Do you want to do my? No, he understands the word illegitimate. Okay. Let me ask you this. I think it is worse um, in the fact that they were going into the White House. Watergate, it was never somebody on the outside going yeah, into it, the White House. But Beck, Beck, government contracts go into the White House all the time. I mean, food. So, uh, you know, you're delivering food to the White House. You have access. You walk in. That doesn't surprise me that they would have an oversight. On no, no, no. I agree with that. But, but, it, but that the, the fact but, that it is used against right, the president right. That's is the thing. But Durham didn't he didn't put forth who who might get charged on, and how the chain of information came out. He didn't do that yet. The real scandal now is that during the Watergate thing, every media operation is trying to get a piece of that. 
They're sending droves of reporters. Now when you have something very similar, they don't want to do anything. They want the story to go away because it would reflect poorly on the Democratic Party. Okay? And so that's what they're doing. Anybody can see the difference and the scandal of the media, which does not want to cover the news anymore. It wants to spit out propaganda. But there and, are, and that's a very dangerous thing for this country. There are two kinds of people now in America. Those who watch the mainstream media alone. And those are the mask wearing, you know, Hillary denying uh, kind of people. Um, and they they think that the truckers up in Canada are absolutely bad guys. And and all this Hunter Biden stuff was bullcrap. And then there are those people that might see the mainstream media, but also watch other things. And they're either confused or they know that the mainstream media is lying. Where does well, this end? Well, I don't know where it ends because it's such a problem and it's influencing how all of us live. And most people don't understand that. So the media is, is in decline. We all know that. Uh, television news ratings are going down. Uh, circulations for newspapers are going down. But they still drive narratives, and they still can spit out stuff all over social media, which is where most Americans get their news. And, and you have it on the other side as well. So immediately after the Durham thing last Friday, one week ago, uh, you had some right-wing commentators go up and go, Hillary Clinton did it. She paid it. Well, that's not true. We don't know who paid it. We don't know whether Hillary Clinton knew. She may have. We certainly know that John Podesta knew. That was the head of the Clinton re-election campaign. It's the same thing. Like Nixon didn't know that these guys were going into the DNC at Watergate to try to bug it. He didn't know that. That's been established. But then after he found out, he tried to cover up and he Correct. lied under oath and he did all these other things. Correct. So, so. And I think it's I think it is rational to uh, have people um, around the president that will say, just take care of this. He he shouldn't know about it. Don't let him know about it. Yeah. So you don't know whether Hillary Clinton did or did not do. But with her prior resume of horror. I call it the resume of horror, Beck. You can you can use that on. The when list. I, well, hang on just a second. I don't know what horror is. Is that uh, Latin for hour or what is H O R R O R? Yeah, that's horror. horror. Yeah, that's what I said. Beck. No. What's the matter with you? What you no, say Are you still thinking about your lower region? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm thinking okay. about your. Everybody understood dist- the words that I said, Beck. All no. right, let's move it along. No. Okay. No. All right. You are horror. So, <laughs> why do I do in this the aura of our death? Yes, you Go know ahead. why I do this every Friday because you have an enormous audience, and now I'm going to get my plug in so I don't have to get in at the end. This is President's Day, President's Weekend. Did, did everybody know that? Yeah, it's honoring Lincoln and Washington. Yeah, all right, the, except in San Francisco where they they believe they were villains. Okay, so President's Day weekend, um, we have on BillOReilly.com. We're streaming the Trump History Tour. Mm. And everybody can see it. Um, and I want you to go there because you're going to see a totally different Donald Trump, a Donald Trump you've never seen before. And these were based on the four shows we did in December. OK, that's why I do this Friday thing with you, Beck. <laughs> What's your next question? All right. Good. I'm glad you're transactional. Um, I just thought you liked me. Yeah, so that's at BillOReilly.com. It's free to watch it. 
for premium and concierge members, for others, a nominal fee because we do have production costs. Oh, my gosh. You're just yeah. raking in the cash. Uh, all right. Okay. So we have the, <laughs> so we have the Durham thing. Uh, yes. The the second. You want to get to the truckers? I know you love the truckers because. No, I really want to know what you think. The media loves the truckers. Oh, I, I every time I turn it on Fox News or any of the others, the truckers, truckers, truckers. All right. Here's I'm going to break it down. You know oh I'm a simple gosh. man, right? I am oh, the yeah. simplest man you have ever known in your life, uh-huh. with the exception of Stu. Okay. No, I so now, I know some people who are special. No, it's important. That are a I little... am so simple. Yeah, I am. Uh, my parents should have named me Simon. Ah, uh-huh. simple Simon. Yes, the Pyman. Uh-huh. Okay. So all I have is one question: Geraldo Rivera. So Geraldo Rivera is the king of the underdog. All right, his whole career, his eighty-seven-year career, has been championing the underdog. That's how he made his uh, like, reputation, and that's what he always does. This is like so Moses sudden, calling Methuselah old. I love this. Yes, okay. Give me. If you want to go out and and do a little skateboard exposition, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll rack up next to you. All right, all right, okay, all right. So Geraldo is Mister Underdog, okay, Mister Vietnam protester, Mister everything. Yeah. So now, when you have a legitimate protest in Canada, all right, it's legitimate. I mean, these truckers they don't want to be told by the government they can't make a living. If you don't do X, Y, and Z as far as COVID is concerned, that is a legitimate protest every country on earth. But Geraldo thinks they're thugs. Because why? Because they drive their trucks into Ottawa to get media attention. That's what you do when you protest. All right? And, and yeah, some of them are getting arrested. Some of them should get arrested. If you're blocking uh, the pedestrians from doing whatever or stopping business, that's what happens when you protest. And people accept that. But I'm, I'm saying to myself, what, what is Geraldo's beef? I don't understand the beef. It's a legitimate protest. You might not agree with their point of view, but why are you, uh, you know, personally attacking them? Do you have an answer for that? Uh, yeah, it doesn't fit their agenda. That's that's the only that's the only answer. What is the agenda? The agenda is the mask wearing, the totalitarian lean, um, you know, the the Marxist kind of movement that we are going uh, going so dead towards. buying into uh, a progressive no. vision where you do you do what we say or we hurt no. you. No, he's t- he's too shallow for that. He okay. is. So you don't think he understands? No, I thing. think he does understand it. He's just doing it because uh, you know that'll uh, increase his uh, loveability and likability with people on the other side, and you know he can uh, keep his job. True. He might be pandering. Yeah. But you know when I see him uh, and, and he's doing this stuff, and I know him really well. I'm doing a big benefit for his Austin autism charity. Um, in uh, that's coming up in March. And, and, and I'm going, what, what is this? I don't understand why you would attack protesters who are legitimately uh, demonstrating their anger at a certain policy. That is what democracy is all about. So how does this affect the average person with the, with the way they have cracked down on the financial? Um, uh, well, that's in Canada, though. You. you know, I mean, Canada is a different thing. 
Um, and America, I don't expect we see any of that. I don't think, I don't do even you think, think you're going to get much, many of the truckers, they want to do it here, but it's all waning now. You see, the COVID thing is on the skids and, and the mandates are flying out the window now. And, and Americans are, are uh, a population that responds to the moment. And it looks like the COVID moment is passing. It could come back. Sure. But it looks like that all it is, and I'm praying that this is true, goes away and then if that happens the protests will as well what about the people like the washington post um that has been taking these hacked names and exposing them and it's not just for the truckers apologize didn't they apologize for that i don't think so came the story came out yesterday you may be right i didn't see an apology yeah somebody apologized for putting people's names out that were unvaccinated maybe it wasn't a washington post look at this point in our country if people don't understand that the totalitarian left wants to hurt you if you don't agree with them then just take a trip out to hollywood because you cannot work in the movie or television industry if you are a conservative. Unless you're one of these guys, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's, you know, way up and, and established. But if you are trying to forge a career in the entertainment industry and you have any traditional leanings at all, even if you're just pro-life, you cannot work. They will not hire you. And that is the most vivid example of totalitarianism that I can give you. Back in just a second with Bill O'Reilly. Let me tell you about Car Shield. Between the uh, supply chain issues, we are facing an in- incredible situation where used cars are going through the roof with the supply chain coupled with high inflation. Uh, you should think, what am I doing to make sure that my car uh, can can run. I mean, you know, I've been saying this for about a year. We're entering times where the Cubans, the way they take care of their cars, uh, and they would just keep rebuilding them, is coming. Um, if your warranty is out, it's got to be terrifying right now when you see that check engine light. What is it going to cost you if it's a chip? And what is it going to cost you just in rental cars if that chip is uh, back-ordered. When do you get it? How long do you need a rental car for? You don't worry if you have CarShield. Now, you can design it to have rental cars or whatever. Um, you can design it, but you can pay about 100 bucks a month, and a lot of these fears go away. A covered uh, repair, you don't even have to worry about you know the paying the place and then being reimbursed. They do it directly. They take care of everything. So please get yourself covered and find a plan that is right for you and your family. It's carshield.com slash back. Save 10% now. Carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Bill, I want to talk to you a little bit about Ukraine because that is heating up um, and it looks like he may be going in. They're starting to evacuate. The Ukrainians are evacuating two regions. Um, and I don't think that Putin planned on going in. I think we we showed him tremendous weakness uh, and kind of egged him on. I've never seen this from our government before ever. Have you? 
Well, I'm I'm disagreeable with you a little bit. I think you had to define what the punishment was going to be if Vladimir Putin invaded a sovereign nation. And and Biden did that. Um, You know, it's funny because I asked Trump about this in the tour that you can see on BillOReilly.com this weekend. And I said, look, you know, you didn't have any trouble with Putin uh, for four years. I mean, yeah, he hacked and those people were doing that. But on the big issues, you know, he and you, that you weren't at odds. And he basically said, we made a deal, a personal deal. You don't embarrass me and I won't embarrass you. And he held it. Mm. And that's why Trump always said fairly good things about Putin, who is just the worst, by the way. Oh, my God, is he horrible. Um, But now you have uh, a befuddled president, Biden, not knowing what Putin's going to do. And Putin loves this. Because Putin's looking like the guy driving the train, right? And and Biden's just a passenger in mm-hmm. steerage, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's all Putin. Now, I still don't think Putin's going to do it because his oligarch gangster friends in Moscow will not be able to travel anywhere on the planet because they're going to be on no-fly lists everywhere, okay? And Putin's own money is going to be impacted because Russians aren't going to be able to do business with dollars. So, yeah, okay, if you want uh, yen. Yeah, well, the only the only um, uh, opposite, because I agree with you, the the economy of Russia, the stock market in Russia is already. Yeah, it's havoc. However, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I think a Bank of America came out and said oil prices will probably hit one hundred and fifty a barrel. Absolutely. And that helps him. That helps. Well, not, it, it, not if he invades Ukraine, but if he doesn't, if he pulls back and says, oh, I, I don't want to bring war to and we we've got our point across, whatever they do. All right. You're right. They're charging more for oil right now and they're getting dollars right now. But those dollars are going to stop the moment he walks in and he's going to have a guerrilla war, just like the uh, Soviets had in Afghanistan. Every day there's going to be a hundred hand grenades thrown at any Russians that are in there. And that is what he wants. That's really, those two things are what knocked out the Soviet union. Afghanistan wouldn't want a replay of a collapsing economy and dead Russians coming back every day. I don't think so. I don't think so. So that's why I say, uh, I don't think he's going in Beck, I want to congratulate you on your book, the great reset. Thank All right. you. Thank I'm you. Actually reading it. Are you? And I did. I did send you my new book out May third, <laughs> Killing did. the Killer. I just got now, don't it this tell morning. Me you didn't get it because no, I got I it this morning. Assistant, I had my assistant call your minions. All oh. right, and you know they. I said walk it into him, put it in his hand. Because well, you remember on Killing the Mob, I sent you 18 copies and none of them ever got to you. Well, I know that's it was uh, so difficult, um, but it, <laughs> we found them eventually and they've made great kindling. Um, the uh, the uh, Killing the Killing the Killers comes out uh, when in May? May 3rd. Uh, it is the best reporting I have ever done. Killing the Killers, a secret war against terrorists. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you another book. I'm going to give you another book to work on. Okay. I don't know what you call it, uh, you know, but but the uh, killing of the truth or whatever, the killing and all of the murders that uh, Putin has overseen. I'd love to read a book on how deadly this guy really is. You know, it'd be like 18,000 pages. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Thank you, Bill. From BillOReilly.com. Okay, BillOReilly.com. Go to his website this weekend and see the uh, Donald Trump 
uh, uh, tour like you've never seen before. The history of the president. The Glenn Beck Program. So, guess who's getting a new dog? Oh, it's done? Not done yet, but... Oh, it's soon. It's done soon. I went back home yesterday to watch 35,000 consecutive TikTok videos about the dog that we're apparently going to get. Yeah. 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 My no, wife no, said, no, not another dog. Happened. We're not no, having no, another dog. No, no more. We I am enough. tired of having dogs. Mm. I'm not going to have another dog. And now all I'm seeing are pictures of new dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so. Unreal. Well, to whoever this new dog is, <laughs> uh, know that you are coming to a home that will love you and feed you and put supplements on your food that you will find delicious. It is Rough Greens. Rough Greens, um, I've been feeding Uno now for I don't even know how long. Is it like a time collapse where you just can't tell? Like the last two years are kind of like one or five. You don't really know. Is it just me? Um, Get Rough Greens. I've been feeding it to Uno for a long time now, and he loves it, and I've seen a difference. You will with your dog as well. You get a free little bag of Rough Greens just for your dog to try out. Make sure they like to eat it. It's free. Uh, All you pay for is shipping, but do it and see the difference in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash back. And get blazetv.com slash Glenn, the promo code Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. It is Friday. Oh, sometimes our conversations that we can't share on the air are so much, so much better. Uh, We have a piece of history. We're going to talk about Russia here in just a second, coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, And I have a piece of history that we have not shown yet. And honestly, uh, my first reaction was, how did we get this? And when I showed it to Stu a few minutes ago, your reaction was, how, how did we get how this? Did this how, how is this in our possession? Yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It is crazy. Um, if you have people watching auctions all around the world, what you can find, <laughs> this one will blow your mind. And it relates to what's happening today. Uh, all right. Let me go to Michael Malice. He is the author of The Anarchist Handbook, uh, the host of You're Welcome. And you can find him uh, at his website, michaelmalice.com, or follow him at Michael Malice. Uh, all right. Welcome, Michael. How are you, sir? Well, as I'm sitting here looking directly at William Lloyd Garrison's autograph, I feel like I want a hint as to what this is that you acquired. <laughs> uh, well, this has been in our library for a while. We bought it uh, in the last year. Uh, let, me just tell, let me just read to you what is on the cover of this. Okay. This is a secret item within the meeting of section meaning of section 88 Reich criminal code. Misuse oh will be punished according to the provisions of this law unless other state provisions come into question. It was completed oh. in 1939. You're going to oh, be blown point. away. Blown away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's let's talk about dictators, shall we? Let's go to uh, Justin Trudeau. Um, yeah. You ran a poll um, on Twitter. Do you think Justin Trudeau would feel comfortable using deadly force against his opponents if he knew he could get away with it? Uh, your audience and the people who follow you said 96.5% yes. I was surprised that it was that low uh, because 
I think that's true. I think these people are so dedicated to what they believe and they believe the other side is so evil that they will, if they could get away with it, just eliminate them. Well, I mean, the way to back that up is this. We both we all saw yesterday and I don't know if your audience is familiar with this. They said that they're coming after the truckers pets. Uh, they it's crazy. Uh, uh, a prominent Canadian politician, uh, I think his last name is Blair, was saying we're working with the Children's Aid Society to make sure that kids are going to be, uh, and also the kids. They said they're working with the Children's Aid Society to make sure that kids involved in this are taken care of. So they're threatening the truckers' pets and they're tra- threatening the truckers' kids. And so, someone else pointed out very cleverly that the reason I think they're doing this isn't just to threaten them, but that if they're going to go in with like tear gas, that they're not tear gassing the pets and the kids. Uh, well, they say they are taking the pets away for protective care for eight days, and after eight, at your cost, and after eight days, if you haven't made arrangements, your animal will be considered relinquished. Uh huh. Um, and the kids, if they take those kids away in Canada, you may never get your kid back. Oh yeah, it's, and and the thing is, so it, it, to me it's almost easier to rationalize using deadly force against someone who's against you than to someone having a peaceful protest and taking their children from them. Like that is a special kind of, you know, war makes more sense than targeting someone's children uh, Mm. historically. So that to me is a very disturbing sign. The silver lining, if there is one, is that people are understanding the nature of the, of the, who they're up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that these people are not messing around. They do not value your life or human life. They do not value your property. I mean, minarchists, you know, people for the Constitution argue you need a small government to protect private property, and that's about it. But we see that uh, they're seizing all these bank accounts without due process. Yeah, but that's um, not a it, small government. That is an enormous government. You need a government that is that is afraid of its people. If the people are afraid of the government there's tyranny if the government fears the people there's freedom we've got such an enormous government and canada even more so that they can do anything i mean look at once they can close down your bank accounts and this government can with the fed once they close down your bank accounts once they can um uh take away from you everything that you own they completely control you and I don't think that that is really fully registered with Canadians or Americans yet. You are under the thumb of any tin pot dictator that comes your way. Any government big enough to protect your property is also big enough to take it away. This is, that's the anarchist perspective. And Glenn, you and I are both students of history, so I'll just bring up the Whiskey Rebellion. So even when the government was as small as the Constitution, it's a very similar thing. Alexander Hamilton came in on horseback. And, and took on those farmers who were protesting attacks on whiskey, which was at the time the portable form of currency. But let's bring it back to present day, because this is obviously very different from the founding. And I would just I, I just have to get in. Alexander Hamilton is was Alexander Hamilton was great in a lot of ways. And he was also really, really bad. He also wanted the first national bank. So go ahead. And, and I'm looking at a piece of his hair. So I have my own collectibles uh, just as much as you do right now. Oh, really? Um, you have a piece of yeah, his I, hair? I have. You ready for this? There we go. I have, here we go. Here we go. I have clipped from the head of George Washington a lock of Washington's hair 
cut by Martha Washington, given to Alexander Hamilton, <laughs> whose daughter then braided it. It's the largest piece of his hair that we know of in existence, braided, and then he made it into a ring for his daughter. Top well, I have a, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of leeches that are, are going to bleed blend back together. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i'm glad we could find some levity in all seriousness yes. because this is a very disturbing situation and it's also brinksmanship because it, one of the things that the COVID regime promised the populations was that you give us control and we will keep you safe we will handle everything and you don't have to worry about it and now that they're seeing in the news that these truckers are making fools of them uh, and they're doing everything in their power to try to provoke violence. And God bless these men and women for not taking the bait oh, when their fire was taken and when their gas is taken. But where this ends, this is dangerous and in some ways previously uncharted territory. Did you see that they didn't seat Parliament today? No. Oh, wow. Oh, no. yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. I've got to read this to you. This will blow your mind. Um, gosh, where did I have it? Um I'll just have to do it from my memory because I don't remember where it is. Um, But the the, um, uh, parliament, because of their Capitol Police, they said it's too dangerous and an operation is planned for today, Friday. And you should not they're not going to seat parliament. Uh, They recommend that you do not go to the Capitol. Then they said, don't go to the Capitol zone at all. If you are anywhere in the area, stay away from that because of danger. And if you're already in, make sure you're inside of a building and stay in until the police say you can stay come out. Well, that's pretty remarkable. Also, earlier this week, Trudeau was telling the, the people, the members of parliament, that they're standing with those who wave swastikas. And there's a woman who's a member of the Conservative Party who is a Jewish lesbian. And she was tweeting out and got on the floor. She's saying, you're going to call me a Nazi? Like, of all people? So there's a complete shamelessness. There's another shameless element in this, which is governments create emergencies, then give themselves emergency oh, yeah. powers in order to stop these emergencies. Mm-hmm. So the, the premise that governments will somehow restrict their own abilities is nonsensical. This Emergency Powers Act that Trudeau brought up wasn't even brought up after 9-11. It's completely brazen and shameless, um, but not surprising, because why would any government interested in seeking to increase its own power accept restrictions that are just legal pieces of paper? How do you think this ends, Michael? Um, I think this is part of a long trend of these truckers are not ideologues. They're not uh, like Trump fans, like January 6th. Yeah. I think we're going to see increasing escalation as people disregard the legitimacy of the state when they see things that are just so nonsensical. And it's going to be people in different countries we never saw coming. And this is why I'm kind of hopeful. But as for the truckers themselves, I'm very, very concerned. And I'm really glad the Americans are getting involved and are helping them and those assets can't be seized. That's very, very key. I don't know how long our banks uh, don't do this. I'm I'm concerned about the U.S. trucker um, thing because I, I mean, I absolutely, and I would never have said this five or six years ago. I absolutely believe the FBI is, is inside and they are doing all they can to orchestrate problems. As you say, the government creates problems that they can solve. I think they've gone the extra step. Uh, and uh, I, I pray for anyone 
that is involved in these things, you better pray for spiritual insight on who's around you. Purge anyone from your group that you think is is uh, suspicious or dangerous or anything else. Be very careful. The the a single spark will blow this whole thing up. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I I could not possibly agree more. I will just add one point. I think it's a very useful thing when the mask drops because one of the other side effects is if our banks go in on this, uh, you know, God help us. That's going to a encourage a lot of people to use cryptocurrency more frequently, frequently instead of depending on the U.S. dollar, which is going to collapse or at least it's collapsing right now thanks to inflation. Yeah, and two, people who are in the middle who don't have a political perspective. When they see things like this, when money's being seized from your bank without any kind of due process, or they're going to start tr- distrusting the system more, and that's a healthy thing because the system cannot be trusted. You concerned about your freedom of speech, Michael? I mean that um, that incredible DHS warning that came out last week that said, you know, anybody who is a purveyor of mis, dis, or malinformation uh, is a threat, a terrorist threat. Um, to the country, that's a clear shot on any of us who say uh, this, what's going on is different than what you're, they're telling you. Well, I am a threat to this government. I'll take the compliment. I mean, I think this regime is uh, evil and demonic and, and even, even under a Republican presidency. Uh, the things that the federal government does to its citizenry, we have the largest prison population per capita on earth, things like that. It's It's just... The fact that you couldn't leave your house, uh, even though the First Amendment guarantees you the right to peaceful assembly, uh, these are all brazen violations of the Constitution, and no one even bothered uh, to question the lockdowns from that perspective. So I am very concerned, but I'm also, I think, as things will have to fall apart, they're going to have to show their hand because these people aren't going down without a fight. And that's what I think is happening. I don't think Biden is a symbol of an empire at its height. I think Biden is a symbol of an empire on its last legs. Wow. Okay, Michael. Always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. You know, I like this it's last great, hour. It's a because great point. I mean, Biden is not the sign of an empire at its height. That is <laughs> no, that, that could no. be his, uh, his campaign slogan, I think. Yeah. I like Michael because he balances <laughs> Bill O'Reilly so well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Michael Malice, the author of The Anarchist Handbook and the host of You're Welcome. I like him. He's not only funny, he is also very, very well thought out. And I like people that I don't necessarily agree with uh, all the time because they make me think differently. And that is important. That's why freedom of speech is so important. Back in just a minute. All right. Look at me. Do I look like a guy that likes healthy things? No. No. Clear. I mean, you, no, not at all. I didn't even. <laughs> not even a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a bakery and I am used to, my dad used to have behind him on the bench at the bakery, always a pot of butter melted, just kind of always melted and a pot of chocolate always melted. And it wasn't for the stuff he was making. It was so we could just go, I'm hungry, grab a roll, dip it into the butter, eat it. I'm, I, want, I want a sweet tooth. Just take whatever, dip it in chocolate and eat it. I mean, that's how I grew up. My sweet tooth is enormous. And lately, so am I. Uh, built.com. I've never liked things that aren't real, uh, that are, you know, chemically, you know, uh, 
just they taste like chemicals and uh, or sawdust. So I don't like healthy stuff at all. Built.com is the answer for people like me. I, I can't believe how good these are and they're good for you. And they have like 120 uh, calories in them. Uh, they have uh, four net carbs, uh, tons and tons of protein. They're, they're protein bars, but I like to think of them as candy bars. I like to think of them as something my dad would have made. Built.com. Try them out. They're delicious. Built.com. Don't become as enormous as a house like I am. Built.com. Promo code BEC15. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I have to tell you, I have a podcast today that I've wanted to do for a while. I'm a, I'm a total futurist geek, and I don't understand the the metaverse. I don't understand uh, why you would buy property in a digital realm. That's stupid. I'm buying real estate in a place that doesn't exist. No, I don't think so. It does sound ridiculous. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. But everything does today. Um, digital homes. Who's going to govern all of this? How do you protect rights? Uh, do we need VR goggles? What does that mean? The Neuralink, uh, where we're going to connect to the... I mean, it's, it's thrilling and terrifying at the same time. And uh, I have Matthew Ball. He's the co-founder of Ball Metaverse Research Partners. Prolific essayist. He, he is a guy who has focused all of his energy on... Technology, gaming, crypto, the future of our world. And he sees both sides like I do. This could be really fantastic or it could destroy humanity. And he and I both think we should be asking some deeper philosophical questions here before we just do things. Um, But uh, you don't want to miss it if you're interested at all in the future in technology. Tomorrow, this podcast comes out wherever you get your podcast. It came out last night for Blaze subscribers at Blaze TV. It is episode 134, Our Terrifying Future in the Metaverse. I didn't write that headline. That makes it sound scary. Well, it is. It'll scare the living hell out of you. But, but he also thinks that some of the things I'm worried about are farther down the horizon, and I'll be dead by then. So, you you probably will be too. I mean, we're all going to a camp. You know, so, I mean, that's probably happening next week. <laughs> oh, boy. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Hello, America. Just got some good news from the Fed. They say that they're going to make a, an appropriate uh, raise in the interest rates and that uh, unemployment by the end of the year will be at three and a half percent and inflation will be back down to three percent by the end of this year. So that's some good news for anybody who believes the Fed. They are. Se- I mean, we are all celebrating because that's good news. Um we uh, would like to take a quick peek into Russia and Ukraine. There's been some disturbing things that have happened today. I, I still am not convinced that this is going to happen, uh, and I hope to God it doesn't, but it's been bizarre. They're doing some moves now. Russians and Ukrainians are moving in ways that say, yeah, it looks like it may come as early as this weekend. We'll talk to our... Um, foreign affairs expert in just a second once in a while someone comes along and puts a new face on an old thing would you love that to be i guess you can through plastic surgery but then it just gets really bad anyway um up until now you've probably just gone along with whatever mobile service uh was available whatever mobile company was offering you the best deal Uh, And over time, you probably realize that's really not the best deal. I mean, I could save a lot of money, but who's offering it? Well, if you are willing to look outside of the box to a company that does not work in cross purposes to you and your values. In fact, a company that volunteers its time and puts a lot of their money on the line uh, to fight for the Constitution and, and all of the things that we believe in. You switch to Patriot Mobile. That's the company you should be. And a lot of people save half, half of their bill when they switch to Patriot Mobile. You're going to save a lot of money. You're going to get great service. They're on the same cell towers and a company that believes in you. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Make sure you use the promo code Beck. You'll get free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. So, Jason, I have something that will boggle your mind from history because it has boggled mine. I knew what it was, and then I started reading the translations on it, and I cannot believe it's sitting in my room, uh, my studio here. Um, And I brought it because I think it reflects a little bit of what might be happening today because we don't really know what anybody's intentions are. Bring me up to speed on what's just happened in the last 24 hours with Ukraine and Russia. It is an eerie, eerie scene going on right now in eastern Ukraine. So the two separate, uh, you know, the separatist regions, the two breakaways regions in Ukraine, eastern Ukraine, they have both ordered their citizens to evacuate. They are and not just to evacuate. They're evacuating into Russia. So right now, as we speak, the sirens are going off, the air raid sirens. Uh, I've seen photos of people lined up at banks and ATMs trying to get all their money out before they jump on the evacuation buses. So this is Ukraine. The Ukrainian people, the Russian Ukrainians are going to Russia. Yes. And what happens to the Ukrainian Ukrainians? Well, everyone that lives there, most people are the Russian speaking Ukrainians. So these are all being emptied out. And who is... Who is saying that you should do that? Russia? 
the well i'm sure russia gave the you yeah. know the little message but mm -hmm. there's the actual statements from the leaders of those separatist regions they have made televised addresses so right now and you can see this, this is all online you can they're, they're sending out text messages to all their citizens and they're coordinating the evacuation based off the license plate numbers of their cars so this is it's organized and it is happening it's just very very odd because this is just so telegraphed and i think that's why it's been i've been so conflicted on it Russia waited an insane amount of time to let Ukraine get ready for this invasion. And not only that, but to build allies. So yesterday, I'm not sure if you mentioned that story. You did mention that, um, that now the UK and Poland have entered into a formal alliance with Ukraine. That is the worst case scenario that I saw for this. Because if you start getting NATO members pulled into this in an alliance, that's bad news. Well, but this is a new alliance because NATO says it's not going to get roped in unless one of their countries. But, I mean, a, a missile could be lobbed accidentally and then NATO is involved. Right. So if, if something happens, if Russia retaliates, still say, to Poland, well, then, then they've threatened their national defense. And I think NATO would end up having to respond in, the, in that case. So there's just so many different ways that this can just go sideways. But I, 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 I'm with you. I'm not convinced that what the Biden administration says is going to happen will happen. I never thought. Think of this. I said this yesterday as I'm, I'm driving home from work and I'm listening to the news and uh, friends in the car with me. And I said, did you ever think, ever think that there would be a time that you weren't sure if you believed our president over Putin? Is there ever a time that you wondered if the Russians were telling the truth and we were lying? I've never in my life been at a place to where I don't know. I don't trust us. I don't trust us. I don't trust our news. I don't trust the White House. I have no idea what to believe in this situation. Do you? Hmm. I mean, I, it's, it's, I hadn't thought about it that way, but it's. it's I don't true. know. It's not. It's, it's even partially because they're they're kind of stating that they're negotiating here, right? Like they're, they're stating that like, we are saying these things to stop Russia from doing them. So I can't even tell if, if we believe the things that we're saying yeah. at this point, the, the way that the way that they negotiated. So they said that they're negotiating and, and pursuing all diplomatic, you know, efforts to make this stop. Doesn't even, doesn't even hold water to me because the one thing Putin asked for, right? Was, Hey, just tell us that, and I'm kind of minimizing this, but make, just tell us that NATO is not going to accept Ukraine, mm -hmm. right? Well, there's never any talks about that. It's never it's been on the table. Never been on the table. Ever. So, but if you're the Biden administration, that seems like an easy win for you because it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't change the way things were going. So just say it. Fine. Give him that. But because of his political situation at home, he can't be seen as an appeaser to Russia because that's the way Russia would, would spin it. And that's, I'm sure, a lot of other people would spin it that way. But it's a diplomatic win. We're like, fine, here, whatever. We're not going to admit them into NATO. But that was never on the table for them. Why can't you just say that? It makes they're no not going to do me. it anyway, right? I mean, it's not Ukraine is not getting this anyway, at least for a long time. And right. they could nobody was even talking about it. Never. They could reverse themselves after Putin is dead, which is probably you know the earliest it would happen anyway. Uh, but again, you also, as the United States and as NATO, don't want it to be seen as backing down to the demands of a tyrant. And so, I mean, they're all, I can understand why they, they like you. They want Ukraine to be part of this. I think they, they like that to be an outcome eventually. You know, what, oh, what, yeah. what really irritates and pisses me off about old alliances. And this is what, you know, this was a, this goes back to world war one, you know, like old alliances, getting people 
into trouble and pulling mm-hmm. into great, greater conflicts. I'm not a fan of NATO at the moment. I don't see the point of well, NATO at the moment. Well, the, because here's the thing. These, these old alliances, World War I alliances, that's what created World War II. Mm-hmm. If, if you just fight to win and then go home. You can help people rebuild. I mean, America is the only one that does that. You can help people rebuild, but get out, right. get out. And uh, y- you can you can change the world and our tendency to go to war by just minding your own business and getting out. Now, a lot of people will say you can't do that. Y- yeah, you really can. It's going to take us 100 years to get back out of it. Of course, it could happen quickly because of a collapse. Uh, but I can guarantee you if there's a collapse, they're going to try to do this in a global sense. They'll try to cobble all of us together and it will be Russia, China and their allies against the West. And uh, it's only going to cause more trouble. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. NATO today is one of the only alliances that it, the purpose for why it exists doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist anymore. the Soviet Union. Exactly. Right. I mean, th- that was done. And as to your point, they should have walked away at that point because then they all, all everyone that was in NATO had a reason to, well, they had common interests, right? They were going to stop the Soviet Union from advancing mm-hmm. global communism all over the world. Congratulations. Well, g- good job. You did your job. But now take a look at Germany. Germany is like they're they're one of the strongest members of NATO. They're one of the, also one of the only ones that are not sending weapons to to Ukraine. Yeah, they won't do it. They are in favor of Russia because they are beholden to Russia now. Money, money, money yeah. off that pipeline. Yeah. And can we point out that Ukraine held one third of the nuclear weapons of the Soviet Union at mm-hmm. one point, and they gave them all back. Thanks third largest to people stockpile. Like, yeah, thanks to Bill Clinton. Who, uh, who is a big advocate of, hey, just hand them all back. Don't have a nuclear deterrent to Russia. Why would you ever need that? Well, now we know this wouldn't be going on if they, had, they hadn't done this back in the day, encouraged by uh, the democratic establishment in this country. Ukraine gave all of these nuclear weapons it had back to Russia. They got rid of them. So let me just, I want to remind you about history that... History is always confusing, and you never know what somebody is really doing. I'm going to blow your mind with a piece of history that we just got a few months ago at uh, the Mercury One Museum. It is incredible, and it goes to what's happening right now. We do that in just a second. Uh, I don't know if you have seen, but gold is up. Uh, It is almost $2,000 an ounce. Uh, with everything they're doing to suppress gold, it is shocking that it is this high. Um, they are now saying $3,000 an ounce because of inflation. I don't know. I, I, I really, I, I, it's anybody's guess. We are in uncharted territory. We have no idea what's coming. I will just tell you that um, I collect gold coins. I collect old historic gold coins. Um, I buy historic gold coins uh, for a reason. And you can call uh, Goldline to find out why I do that. Uh, By the way, in a completely unrelated story, did you see that uh, Turkey has just told their citizens, I'm sorry, asked their citizens to turn in all their gold? They just asked them just yesterday. That's nice. That's very nice. Hey, sometimes just you turn it in. We'll give you cash for request. it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, I was telling you, I, I collect 
um, antique gold coins and silver coins. And uh, you, you might want to think about that, too. You know who has some of these historic coins is Goldline. $5 gold Indians and Liberty coins. Find out if maybe you can buy them right now and qualify for the free gold and silver uh, when you acquire these historic items. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. I would recommend that you uh, at least start the research today. 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. When uh, everybody in the world was saying they're not going to go into Poland, the Germans, they're not going to go into Poland. And everybody's working on peace deals. Uh, in a speech given to the commanders of the German army, August 22nd, which was a few days before the planned attack, the original planned attack um, uh, for Hitler, Uh, He said, our strength can consist in our speed and in our brutality. Genghis Khan led millions of women and children to slaughter with a premeditation and a happy heart. History sees him solely as a founder of a state. It's a matter of indifference to me. What a weak Western Europe civilization will say about me. I have issued a command and uh, I'll have anyone who utters but one word of criticism executed by a firing squad. Our aim in war does not consist in reaching a certain line, but in the physical destruction of the enemy. Accordingly, I have placed my death head formations, special SS units, uh, in the readiness for uh, the present only in the east with orders for them to send to death mercilessly and without compassion men, women and children of the Polish derivation and language. Only thus shall we give gain the living space in which we need, who, after all, speaks today of the annihilation of the Ar- Armenians. Only one thing is true. A new situation has now been created. Poland will be depopulated and then settled by the Germans. My pact with Poland, after all, was only intended to gain time. What I have here was uh, originally published uh, about two months before that speech was given. Remember, they're doing peace accords and everything else. These are the final plans uh, given to the German commanders. These are all of the maps. If you're watching the Blaze TV, you'll see them. These are all of the maps of Poland, where they're going, how they're going to get there. And this is the uh, battle plan given to the commanders. And I want to read a couple of things translated in German. There's a box in red on the front. It says, this is a secret item within the meeting of section 88 Reich criminal code. Misuse will be punished according to provisions of this law, unless other state provisions come into question. So firing squad, you would be dead immediately. Then under that is another warning. It says secret Military geographical description of Poland with individual information for reference completed July 1st, 1939. Wow. So almost two months before they are, you hear that speech and then they postpone it again till September. The plans were already drawn to liquidate Poland. 
So you're in a time period once again where how do you tell the truth? How do you know what the truth is? Those who negotiated with Hitler, I think they were hoping that that was the truth. I'm guessing that most of them knew it probably wasn't. Separate what you know to be true from what you hope to be true. Because if you just go on hopes and you dismiss the actual words of people uh, who are threatening to do crazy things, you will most times um, be mistaken and it won't end well. So let's know what the truth is and not what we hope to be true. Pretty amazing, isn't it? It's wild. These are all of the these are the actual instructions along with the pictures of all the bridges that they need to blow up, mm. all of the instructions to the commanding uh, generals that went into Poland. Absolutely incredible. I mean, I think I don't even know how to, I know. I was shocked when we, we got this in auction. I couldn't believe we have this. We also have the original Operation Bigot plan. You know what that was? Do you know what that was? Mm. Operation Bigot. It is D-Day. And we have the we have the plans uh, from Bigot, and there's a second name too. We have the the and some of them are hand annotated from the D-Day invasion. I mean, I just want to do. I, I at one point I think we should just do uh, an open history of just World War II. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what what artifacts you can still find and preserve. I, I would. I would um, I'm on a new push personally uh, to um, acquire things that cannot be replaced. Um, We have documents and others, other things uh, that I just worry that someday, you know, a hundred years from now and, you know, the robots have taken over. They're so they're Marxist robots. And so they would destroy all of our history. Our history has to be preserved. Your history has to be preserved. If you're not writing a diary, please, if you can, start one. Just make notes of what's happening every day. Um, that will be used by historians. I've, I've read diaries of people in Germany, and it's fascinating to read them because you'll see things that you don't see in the newspapers. You know, it's it, one of my one of the things that really stuck out to me was we didn't know this word hyperinflation just last week. Now it's the only word anyone is talking about. History is incredible. Mm. Knowing history and knowing battle plans, where do you think this goes? Is this going this weekend? If it goes? I think that it could. So knowing history, the last time something like this happened with Russia was Georgia 2008. I want to say. And they told people to evacuate? They told the yeah, the, the people evacuated just as they did now. They are now. Of course, there was tensions just as it is now. Um, they evacuated their people uh, back into Russia. And then the invasion happened, I think, four days afterwards, three to four days later. So this does kind of go to that playbook. But again, this is so telegraphed that it, it's almost like they're saying, look what's going to happen. Uh, 
as kind of is like an aggressive diplomatic take, move. Is there a chance they take just two yes. sectors yes. and then it's over without any like bloodshed? That's the most yes. likely thing. Yeah, I do too. I, do too. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to go all the way to Kiev and take over the entire country. I really hope they don't. They are they they are form, formed to do that. So they're in they're Belarus all, to go towards Kiev. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. all sides. But again, that seems more, to me more likely as. If this just escalates give us, or just give us these territories right. and we'll leave you Which alone. Which they basically already have. Yeah. Right. So there's a possibility this could end without a shot fired. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Not for Ukraine, though. No, not for Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, you not know, for I mean, Ukraine. it's better that the shots aren't fired, obviously. But, yeah. you know, just losing multiple regions of their country. This is a I mean, Russia is violating all sorts of previous agreements they've made with Ukraine on this. No, and among I, other things, and I I agree with that. And it's uh, it's horrible to lose part of your country. Yeah. Um, and I would fight if it was happening in our country. Um, and I will pray for the Ukrainians that God is with them. Yes. The Glenn Beck Program. Real estate agents I trust. We have taken a pretty good beating as a country the last couple of years. Um, And if you are like most people and you are trying to find a house, it might be hard. How do you find a house you can afford? How do you how do you get somebody that if you're living in a place where uh, property values are going sky high, do you sell your house? And if so, where do I move to where? How do I buy another house? If I'm trying to sell my house and I'm in a bad place where they're not property values aren't really high, how can I even sell my house? You need the best real estate agent. You need somebody who has been there through all kinds of sales, all kinds of time periods, somebody that has a great team around them and has a lot of people already coming to their website looking for houses. We found those real estate agents all over the country. We may have one near you that we think is the best. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a free service to you just to match you up with somebody who has a great track record in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off the subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on on Canada, but Stu and I were just talking a little bit about uh, Ukraine and what is Putin thinking? Nobody knows, but he is, he's a guy who's already had his, you know, time in death camps, you know, as being yeah. a colonel in the KGB. He's had a, a long reign of power. You know, it's interesting, I think, with dictators, they kind of go different ways as they get older. You could go the way of someone who, because everybody, when you're a dictator, when you're younger, you're thinking of taking over the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, every young dictator <laughs> has these ideological dreams of mm-hmm. wiping out races and taking over the world. They're great. They're just, just I love these yeah, people. Oh, yeah. Um, but most, I don't know if most, but a lot of them wind up growing old and mellowing, c- continually p- pragmatically talking themselves out of launching some massive war and throughout their younger years i need to get more power i need to get more weapons i need to have a better economy whatever it is and then by the time they get older 
I want. I mean, mellow isn't exactly the right word. No, I mean they they but, they protect what they have. Yeah, their aspirations become Correct. not world domination, but. I will continue to destroy my people and I will live in my kingdom and and my kids will never want for anything. And I will hand the power over to them so they can finish the job I started. Correct. Correct. There's another version of this where you get older and you realize I've been planning this my whole life. I've put it off my whole life and now I'm getting old. And if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And you wonder if, I mean, Putin seems to me to be more of that brand of dictator. So so let me, because there may be a slight difference in our opinion on this, um, because I think he really believes that the Soviet Union, as he said, the Soviet Union, uh, the fall of the Soviet Union is the greatest mistake in all of history. Right. I think he's, um, uh, I think he's motivated to be the long lasting hero the george washington of Mm -hmm. returning that soviet power yeah no i think that's true but almost like a a historical legacy yeah i but he has to genghis khan yes yeah he has to start that though Mm -hmm. right he has to start that process if he never does anything to 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 start it i don't think he's remembered that way you know and that, and that's why I, I look at this and it's hard to believe he won't do anything. We've basically told him a minor incursion. Eh, we're okay with it. Yeah. And you look at what he's, they're evacuating these two regions. You look at the case for going in to take over the entire country. They've got 150,000 troops or so on the border. Ukraine has well over 200,000 troops, more like a quarter of a million troops who are obviously on the ready right now. You, this is a, this is a tough lift. They have, this is a country the size of Texas with 10 million people more than Texas and they're, they're well armed. Yeah. So to and take over of them, this whole, a lot of this country does not want to be under the, the purview correct. of Vladimir those two reason, regions do. They yeah. are really, really Russians uh, that live in Ukraine, in Ukraine. They, they're running that direction, but the rest of the country does not want to go back to the former Soviet Union mm-hmm. and they will fight Against what? An army of people that just are fighting because they're told to? Mm. That doesn't usually work out well. Let me go to Stephen Kent. I, Stephen, I thought of you today uh, because uh, I was watching what's happening in Canada, and I immediately thought, wasn't this in Star Wars? And we started debating it, and uh, I said, you know what? Call Stephen, because he'll know for sure. <laughs> there is a... There is a, by the way, Stephen Kent is the author of How the Force Can Fix the World uh, and uh, uh, Beltway Banthas uh, as well, the podcast. Stephen, let me, uh, let me tell you what the parliament said. The police of the Capitol, the Capitol Police in there, it's the parliament police. They said that today it is too dangerous to seat parliament. And today was the day they were going to uh, debate the emergency order. Too dangerous, so Parliament can't be seated, uh, and uh, just stay in your homes and stay away from the area. It's dangerous. And if you're in the area already, stay inside of a building until the police say you can come out. Didn't that happen, like, in Star Wars 2? 
Glenn, it, it really did. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you, you kind of feel like you've seen it everywhere because you've heard different variations of it across your history textbooks growing up and some of the great works on the rise and fall of empires throughout human history. But the great thing about Star Wars, and this is why I evangelize so much about it just as a tool for talking about civics, is it's very easy to get people to sit down and watch Star Wars and incur some of the very same lessons that you need to understand about the rise and fall of Julius Caesar, Hitler, and I guess now Justin Castro, I'm sorry, Trudeau. <laughs> uh, you know, these, this, this story, and particularly Attack of the Clones, Episode 2, is the part of the story where, where Emperor Palpatine consolidates his powers uh, by receiving the, the uh, ultimate authority of the Emergency Powers Act so that they can enact the military creation of a clone army. What's going on in Star Wars at this weird time is that there is a civil war brewing, and they have no army in this democratic republic. And so what Palpatine does is he creates an air of danger. He launches an assassination on several uh, senators so that they just don't show up to the vote. And then all of the other senators fearing danger from their own people, they just don't show up at the time when there's going to be a vote uh, on emergency powers, which Jar Jar Binks, of course, brings to the floor. Um, the fear of danger and suspicions of your own people is a big part of power accumulation. And it's kind of hard not to see playing out in Canada right now. Star Wars, because everything, everything you think, wait a minute, that was in Star Wars. Um, that's just because uh, the story itself, the story arc, is such a well-researched story arc of all of our legends and histories and really the face of heroes and the hero arc. Don't you think? Is that no, why it's I mean, everywhere? It, it is. And, you know, even one of the, the funniest, you know, Palpatine memes that was ever born of the prequels was when Palpatine, as he's receiving emergency powers from the Senate in Star Wars, he says, I love democracy. And this is actually something that is pulled out of the Latin uh, that we understand one of the remarks Caesar made during his time as he was accumulating power after the Civil War, where he defeated Consul Pompey to become the eventual, you know, full-time dictator of Rome. You know, it is incumbent on these people to express a love for the democracy, the idea that they are just purely trying to save it, and then by creating or inflaming an air of danger, rallying senators to their cause to be participants in protecting it. Star Wars is sort of the great mesh story of this, um, covering all of your history books. And like, it's easy to have kids sit down and talk about that. It's easy to get kids to sit down and watch um, Iron Man versus Captain America, right? The Civil War mm -hmm. installment of Marvel, where you've got two factions feuding over whether or not People with superpowers need to be registered with the government to protect the public. These are incredibly powerful civic stories that we need to zero in on. I'm watching Canada with just complete horror right now because it is, to me, the case in point of how people are always on the lookout for Emperor Palpatine. You see it in American politics all the time, like Obama's Palpatine, Trump is Palpatine, Bush is Palpatine. But nobody's ever talking about, well, who's... Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, the guy who becomes Darth Vader. And I would like to explain real quick, because there's this amazing scene in episode two where Anakin Skywalker is talking about how he would like politics to work. 
And he's basically just saying, like, the senators should all get together and agree what's in the best interest of the people. And they're like, well, we do that already. And if we don't agree, then someone should make them agree. And, <laughs> and Anakin, mm. you know, this, you know, cute, you know, attractive young man. And he sort of is looking at politics and going, you know, well, if this works, it is something that we should do. Nobody's looking out for those people, these well-meaning, soft-spoken, attractive politicians, a.k.a. Justin Trudeau, an NPR fascist, who is just very sweet-talking in his desires to make everybody feel safe, secure at all times. That's the dictator playbook. But everybody's just out there looking for the big bad guy in the black cloak, and you're not going to ever get that. Okay, um, I have to disagree with you that Justin Trudeau could not be um, Anakin because in the <laughs> end he becomes Darth Vader. And when it is Justin Trudeau, I know in the end they'll pull the mask off and they'll say, I am your father, and it will be Castro. <laughs> when, uh, when Justin Trudeau is robbed of his good looks, he will have nothing left. <laughs> Thanks very much, uh, Stephen. I appreciate it. God bless. Um, I, I, I have to talk to you, Stu. We're going to take a quick break and come back. I don't believe the Castro thing at all. But have you seen the pictures? Yeah, I have. He doesn't look like his dad. Ah. All and he does shockingly yeah. look like Castro. Yeah, there's a few of these around that you could convince me to believe. Uh, uh, in my mind, I, I'm just probably not to him, but in my mind, a harmless conspiracy theory. Like I, you know, like I don't think it would be harmless. Well, I think he'd Castro. love that. He loves Castro. Mm, He's the true. only one in I think the West that gave a tribute send-off of castro was the guy that's uh, who was on msnbc and did all the me too journalism and was supposedly the son of frank sinatra not uh <laughs> that one i don't know yes you do we talked about it uh, woody allen what the heck is his name oh no woody uh, allen it's uh uh Dara. Uh, uh, Dar- uh, you know who i'm talking about the, he, the guy yes. who the, the the man who broke all the me too stories and got all the credit for it after the women who actually broke the stories wrote them uh that <laughs> that guy uh who used to work for msnbc and yeah. he's the new yorker i can't think of a stupid name yeah um, we but, all know him. he won he's the guy who run won all of those journalism awards <laughs> before he did anything yeah in journalism he got a show and yeah. then legitimately this is true the ultimate slap in the face of the me too movement he wrote stories about like Harvey Weinstein and yeah. got all the credit for them after the women, <laughs> Ronan Farrow. Thank yeah. you. After Ronan, he wrote the, the stories got all the credit and it was actually two women who, who did all the reporting and released the story first. And then for these stories, they gave the credit to the guy, which is the ultimate <laughs> me too uh, hypocrisy. All right. Let me take a quick break. Uh, the Tuttle twins. Tuttle Twins. Oh, okay, I will. Um, is that Justin Trudeau there? Stand up. Yes, sir. Um, let me ask you a question. All these days, we are fighting to preserve what? What? The freedoms that we are desperately concerned about? Is that what we're trying to protect? Or are we trying to protect the idea of these freedoms and that man can rule himself because if we just fight for the freedoms and we don't prepare our children so they know what they're fighting for it's kind of like we were just talking about the ukrainians are going to fight the russians 
because the Ukrainians don't want to go back to the Soviet Union. They don't want to do that. Um, they're Ukrainians. What do the Russians care? The Russians go in. They're doing their job. They don't have something that they love and understand that they're fighting for. This is why the Tuttle Twins books are so important. We can't just preserve their freedom. We have to teach them why it's meaningful and why small government works and why our founders were so brilliant and what they came up with and how it's changed the world. They have books for teens that are on an extended Valentine's Day sale. That means today is the last day. But they also have the children's book. On the children's books, I should say, they have all 12 of, 12 of them for $50 right now, and that includes all of the activity workbooks. So go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com and get this extended Valentine's Day deal. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids safe and sane in an upside-down world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. Well, it's President's Day uh, weekend. Um, all presidents, all presidents, because they're all created equal, except for one. One is more equal because he was black, and the rest of them are all oppressors. Just right. Okay, thank you for that. He, okay. um, mm-hmm. You know, you remember when we used to have George Washington's birthday and and uh, Lincoln's birthday. Yeah, you kind of pick the presidents you thought were worthy of a day off. Yeah. Instead of just being like, eh, all of them. All, yeah, all of them. Even the ones that committed genocide yeah. and uh, against so, those, uh, you know. Against- <laughs> uh, you know, here's what I'd really like. Here's what I'd really like. Um, we'll go out and get party stuff if we can afford it. Okay. On conservative side, if we can afford it, and we'll throw a party for this president. And all those on the left. If you can afford it, go out and throw a party for the last president. Mm. We can all come together. We can all stand in the supermarket aisles and say, gee, I can't afford it. And then maybe one of us will say, and which president brought that to us? (laughs) And that's how we can celebrate together in the aisles of our supermarket. By the way, the... uh Joe Biden's approval rating has now fallen to the level of Trump's approval rating. Really? Now, Trump, of course, came into office as a divisive figure, as you may have noticed. Some yeah. people did not like yeah. him all that uh-huh. much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he was the only president that Biden was ahead of this whole time. And I feel like and he, now I feel like he earned that, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He worked. Mm-hmm at that yeah he was constantly needling people in yeah. the press and oh, everything about trump yeah like right. yeah yeah i mean he came in like basically saying like look i'm gonna say what i want to say and if you don't like me you don't like me so he started out at a lower Correct. level than all the other presidents mm. usually you have this little honeymoon period yeah, he didn't which get which he did not get mm-hmm. uh biden did he came in above 50 percent, and it's just slowly deteriorated uh, to the point where now he's passed uh, Trump, or at least I think uh, crossed that line of, of Trump mm. for the first time mm. uh, since he became president. He's going to look back on these days 
as the good old days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is going to look back and go, man, do you remember when I had an approval rating of 30%? You know, you think to yourself, uh, they can't get any worse than this. And then you remember the president, uh, as we approach President's Day, Barack Obama saying, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's true. It can make it much worse. All right. Monday, I'll see you in the supermarket aisles <laughs> celebrating if we can afford it.